Tomorrow, Vaudeville will only be a memory, but tonight, the show must go on. Hello, and welcome to Listen Well, a Lovewell podcast. The Lovewell Institute for the Creative Arts is an arts education not-for-profit where students from around the world have been conceiving, writing, and performing original full-length musicals since 1989. Happy June, Lovewell community! It's a very special time over at Lovewell HQ because we have officially started our summer season of global workshops. In fact, our first of over a dozen workshops this summer is already coming to a close tomorrow in Phillipsburg, Kansas. Next week, we launch three more workshops, and then we're off to the races from there. But worry not, faithful listener, we will still be producing episodes of Listen Well all summer long. In fact, be on the lookout for more bonus episodes than ever before as we spread across the world like a zombie virus, spreading the insatiable desire to create original musicals. Tonight, we've got a new episode in our Lovewell Rewind series, where we take a look back at musicals from the Lovewell Vault with interviews from original creators and the complete audio of the show. Tonight's musical is The Merryweather Big Time, an original musical with an exclamation point at the end. Written by the students and staff of Lovewell Fort Lauderdale Teen Session 2 back in 2014. Here's the official synopsis of that show. In Chicago in the early 20th century, a small group of vaudeville performers take to the stage each night to make the audience laugh, cry, and gasp in both shock and awe. However, with the rise of Hollywood motion pictures, audiences are suddenly thrust into a brand new world of entertainment possibilities, and nothing has been hit harder than the vaudeville circuit. Will these changing times be the end of the line for this group of performers, or will they be able to grasp the threads of the future? No matter the outcome, you're sure to get your money's worth at the Merryweather Big Time. Remember, this show was completely written by the students that you'll hear performing it. With the help of their staff, they brainstormed every plot point, came up with every melody, wrote every scene, and choreographed every dance. The Merryweather Big Time is filled with iconic imagery, musical earworms, and countless belly laughs. From a Russian violin player to sisters who box every night to a ventriloquist dummy named Brett Chen who has a mind of his own, the Merryweather Big Time is a loving reflection of its cast and creative team. A group of young artists who wanted to have nothing but a good time while telling the best story about the waning days of vaudeville that this podcast host has ever seen. Well, we struck out last month, but before we get to tonight's special guests, let's try another Listen Well mailbag segment. The Listen Well mailbag is the place where you get to ask the questions about all things Lovewell, and I, your host, do my best to answer them. Now, let's see what's in our mailbox. And it's empty again. All right, look, I'm cutting this segment, all right? Nobody sent any questions unless 
For some reason, my email address, tyler at lovewell.org, is not working. We're cutting it, all right? This is my greatest failure in my 28 years. The Listen Well mailbag has been a total flop. I'm so sorry. Now, our two guests tonight are two Lovewell lights very near and dear to all of our hearts, Adele Oliver and Sammy Hodes. I was fortunate enough to sit down with them in person at Lovewell HQ on Wednesday, May 30th, to record the interview that you are about to hear. Be sure to stick around afterwards to hear the complete audio of the Merryweather Big Time. But now, please make sure your seatbelts are fastened because otherwise this interview will knock you right on the floor. Let's head on over to our talk with Adele and Sammy. Enjoy. So, uh, we're here today, uh, May 30th. We're here May, we're here today, May 30th, with Adele and Sammy, and we're going to be talking about a lot of Lovewell stuff, but primarily the Meriwether Big Time, the 2014 hit musical. But uh, would you two just go ahead and introduce yourselves, tell us your names, and maybe give us a little bit about what you do nowadays as human beings. So yeah, we can for Put names sure. to voices. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, my name is Adele. I've been doing Love Well since I was 11 years old, so that was already 10 years ago. Um, I am currently a student at Florida State University, and I am majoring in media communication studies and also minoring in international affairs. Nice. Um, yes, I'm excited to be doing Love Well this summer. And I will be choreographer this summer cool. for the junior session, junior session one, and I'm so excited. I'm Sammy. I started Lovewell also when I was 11, um, so this will be my 10th summer and my second summer on staff. Um, I am currently a student at Vassar College. Whoa. Um, yeah. Um, I'm a sociology major, and I may be minoring in education. We will see. Ooh, that's nice. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the assistant director for junior for both sessions this summer, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yay. The whole summer we got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have both been doing level for quite some time. Mm -hmm. uh, can you think back to 10 years ago when you started doing Love Well? Like, how did you first hear about Love Well either, even? I, I know Adele's story a little bit uh, because your mother tells it a lot, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily <laughs> know how you heard about Love Well, Sammy. So... Maybe if you guys can just sort of walk us through how you first heard about Love Well and maybe like what that first experience was like, some of those first impressions. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, I've been doing Love Well for about 10 years. And when I first heard about it, um, it was through my mom, who is actually really good friends with Shelly Bernstein, who's one wanna, of the... Do you want to name drop your mom also? My mom is Lori Oliver. <laughs> Lori Oliver, I repeat. Um, she is best friends with Shelly Bernstein, who is also one of the administrators for Lovewell. And at the time, I think Shelly needed actually um, some band assistance for mm -hmm. some of the junior shows, which my brothers actually played for. One of them played the bass, the other one played drums for some of the Lovewell shows. I think with Midway the first one? Or was I that... think they actually started with Scare Me Good. Scare Me 
Okay, good. That's um, right. Yeah. And then I came back next summer mm-hmm. and they were playing the shows again. And I was like, Mom, I want to do this. I love it so much. I would watch Shelly's Daughters and be like, wow, this is what I need <laughs> to be doing. And so I started with Midway, which was the second session of that summer. And I fell in love with it and came back every session since. So that's kind of how I heard about it. And uh, that first summer doing it, like I said, I just knew it was the place to be. It was right for me. And I made some of my best friends today. Mine also actually started with Midway as well, but I wasn't in it. I saw the DVD. Yes. Um, because We've all seen the DVD. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic level show. <laughs> Balance. Um, because my, oh, God. one of my really good friends in school, Stevie, did Love Well oh, the year Stevie. before. Stevie yeah. has the best song in Midway. Stevie does the have the best Imagination Proclamation. Yeah. Oh, that song so is awesome. Good. I forgot. Um, what's his name? Frankie? Frankie. Like, Frankie, don't, don't be scared. scared. Yeah. And he had an imaginary monkey. It was so good. <laughs> oh, that song was We awesome. did um, theater together like all through elementary school when we younger and we were like really really close um and so then he told me about this thing he was doing I don't know how he found out about it um and so then I like watched the Midway DVD and like saw Adele and other people and I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever (laughs) seen um and so then I came the following summer and did Cut Short which was my first show nice um and then Stevie was still there did Cut Short in the gallery we did that year together and then he left the following year and I've held down the fort ever since (laughs) so Think back, how many Lovewell shows and have you been a part of as a junior student, as a teen student, and as a staff member? Adele. So, all together, I've done 15 shows, so this is actually going to be my 16th show this summer. Nice. Very excited. And I've done 16 shows, so this is going to be my 17th show this summer. And yes. 18th. And 18th. And yeah. 18th, yes. It's pretty impressive. That's crazy. I, you know, there's not many things that I've done 17 of at all, <laughs> so it's pretty cool to have written 17 musicals. Yeah, that's crazy yeah, to think about. <laughs> uh, what, this is a big, big jump of questions, uh, but what does Love Well mean to you two? As people who have been doing oh. this for 10 years, um, it's okay if it started as meaning one thing to you and maybe it has evolved over time, but when you think of Love Well, what are those first things that you think about? What does Love Well mean to you? Like I said, you, I've come back to Love Well and I think the reason is... Um, the people who are part of it, how the process works. I definitely never did Love Well for the shows to Mm -hmm. be an actor. I never wanted to pursue theater. I actually don't pursue theater, but it's kind of that nice little getaway to do something revolving the arts because I never really did it. Um, Mm -hmm. I did do it in high school, but Love Well is so different than doing actual theater shows, of course. You get to write everything. You actually get to be a part of what's being done and what's being created. Mm -hmm. I think Lovewell is definitely just has been one of those like voices for me Mm. that I get to um, kind of I don't know where I'm going with this now. It's a a, a platform to say say what you want to say. It's a platform to say what you want to say and kind of just be yourself I think because Mm -hmm. it's hard to do that in the real world but once you get to level you get to choose your character you get to choose how you want to write it as a staff member you get to help other students do that and empower them so Mm -hmm. I think that means even more from when we were students you get Mm -hmm. to see all of it rather than just kind of write your own stuff um so I think it's a it's a major platform that Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would have done without and I think yeah, and I think that's the main thing that um, when I think of Love Well, that's what I think about. Kind of the same thing is, is like when I was younger, it was definitely 
um, a place that was like nowhere else I'd ever experienced because yeah. everyone was so like open-minded mm. and I think that's a great way to ex- like um, describe people who do love well and who enjoy the process is that everyone is so willing to get to know each other and willing to like spend time with each other and like love each other and I think that's so unique and so special and so the kind of people that do love well are what keep like bringing me back to love yeah, well people every time. for sure yeah, yeah. and I mean, like, I found some of my best friends in the whole world here and, like, have grown up with all of these people. Like, we've literally known each other since we were babies. Um, (laughs) And that's just such a cool thing to see people, um, especially just to see people in the summer and Mm -hmm. to everyone kind of goes off on their own during the year and you come back over the summer and you're just so excited to, like, see what everyone's Mm -hmm. doing. Um, And I think Lovell really taught me to trust other people and to, like trust the process we always say but it's it's more than that it's more it's more like trusting that other people um will like help you Mm -hmm. and that you don't have to do everything on your own and that you really can rely on others to collaborate and to like achieve a goal and I think that's really helped me throughout my life especially in college um and yeah yeah I was just gonna say like it brings up a good point because I think Lovewell just truly like makes people better versions of themselves Mm. in a sense like doing love well with so many different people throughout the years yeah. you just like see the best in people yeah. you look for what makes them so unique rather than like thinking of everyone as mm-hmm. the same person or yeah. seeing the worst in people yeah. um so i think it definitely makes people better people as well as more positive people open-minded people yeah. creative people and better communicating with people yeah. better right? communication that, like, yeah you know, it d- life doesn't happen in a vacuum and we're not always going to yeah. be with people that yeah. we get along with, but we have to always be able to work with people, right? Yeah. And to, to take what they have to offer, give what we have to offer and try and find some solution in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, Adele, you touched on this a little bit. I think this is something that the two of you have always done better than just about anybody I've ever met of keeping, not letting the result be the end goal when yeah. you're doing any sort of creative project, but obviously particularly at Love Well, that the work is more important than the result. Uh, can the two of you talk about that mentality and maybe why you believe in that? And has that been applicable in your real life of, yes, of course, the result matters, but maybe not as necessarily as much as the process and the work towards that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you guys talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's for sure something that Lovewell kind of instills in you um, and really teaches you that that the end goal like really doesn't mean as much if the process wasn't like a good experience Um, and so by like focusing more on the on the process and like enjoying the people you're with and what you're doing and being really proud of the work that goes into a project then the project will like the result will be so much better regardless you know It's definitely about the process, Mm -hmm. and I think how it relates to life is in the sense of, like, all your special moments in life are going to happen when you're working towards something. It's Mm -hmm. not just going to happen doing a show or at an event or whatever it is. Um, I think you're always going to remember working towards whatever you're doing in life. So I think that's how that correlates with Lovewell as well as all our special moments at Lovewell happen mm-hmm. when we're writing music, when we're writing the script, when we're learning choreography, when we're playing games, all those fun things. That's what you're going to remember mm-hmm. leaving a Lovewell process. Because yeah. I can tell you all the shows yeah. I've been in, but I can tell you more about the funny things that yeah. happened yeah. or yeah. those 
the affirmations, anything we've done throughout yeah. the processes. Um, that's what I remember most, and I think that's what has helped me through life mm-hmm. as well. Um, it also helps you just to live in the moment, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and that's what I yeah. also love about Love Well. And I think there's something about, like, no matter what happens, there's some part of, like, a result that you can't control. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so sometimes the end result won't be something that you're proud of, but mm-hmm. as long as you're proud mm-hmm. of the steps you took and the journey you took to get there, then I think it doesn't really matter what the mm. product is at that point. Um, and so that's something good to remember, like, living in the moment and just, like, being appreciative of what you're doing and and how you're doing it all the yeah. time. Would you say it's helped create, like, a new definition of what success is yeah, for, for you? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, I think that it's nice because it, it's this isn't an idea that's about, like, ah, who cares what it looks like? Mm-hmm. It's that, of course, we want it to look good and we mm-hmm. want it to be good, but we know what our definition of good is, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily this, just because the show is spectacular, um, that doesn't necessarily mean we had a great time doing it, right? Or mm-hmm. that we pushed ourselves creatively. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, if you watch two basketball teams and one of them is significantly better than the other, and the other one's just, they're just dunking on them the whole time, <laughs> like, that's not much, that's not fun, yeah. Yeah. even though they're doing spectacularly. We like to hopefully push ourselves and to grow that way, and mm-hmm. um, I think it does give a new definition of success. Yeah, definitely. Thinking of, like, your time as students, um, I think that, I I know that you two grew so much as students, and obviously you're continuing to grow as staff members, and I think the two of you did a lot of things very similarly to each other, but you also had ways that you you stood out from your peers. Um, You know, Sammy, I think you're the best actor of any age that that I've worked with, and especially through here at Love Well. (laughs) And Adele, you always excelled at having a superior imagination to everybody, right? Um, How did your time at Love Well help grow those experiences? And did you were you aware that those were growing and that you were being challenged in those ways? And can you think of specific examples where you were challenged as an actor, as a great thinker? Um, How did that change and grow over your time at Love Well? The first thing that comes to my mind when you say that is, well, first of all, thank you. Um, (laughs) But also, I think it was challenged, and I think you realize that you're growing, especially when you come back every summer, Mm -hmm. um, how you kind of just handle and go throughout the process, how Mm -hmm. you work, you kind of think of that. Um, But definitely, like, writing exercises are the first thing I thought of, which you're big on, and I'm so thankful for that, because every time we would come back for another session or every time we would do a writing exercise, I could tell that, not that I was getting better at it, but Mm -hmm. I was more willing to, like, open my mind and think of things to write about, Mm -hmm. whereas the first few times we did that, I was probably thinking, what the heck am I going to be getting out of this? Mm -hmm. Um, So, And I also think imagination kind of goes back to the process. Mm -hmm. I think because we highlight the process so much, you do have so much more room to grow creatively and not just Mm -hmm. skill-wise. And I think that's kind of how I've seen growth, Mm. um, just kind of through exercises and coming back each summer. Do you feel that in in your your everyday life and during the off-season as well, that you're still able to connect with that imagination? Yeah, for sure. There have been times where I've kind of used skills I've learned at Lovewell um, in my everyday life, whether kind of just be at school, uh, also in different positions I've held. I kind of have thought, what would I do if this was a Lovewell process? It's just so applicable to mm-hmm. use in your everyday life. In terms of acting, the way... Lovewell is interesting because you don't really focus on acting until yeah. like two days before the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the entire process, creating your own character and 
like, you basically create all the intentions and mm -hmm. all of the, like, wants and desires and, yeah. um, backstory of mm -hmm. this character because it comes from you and from your friends and your peers and your collaborators and so then it's it makes it so much easier mm. and more exciting to kind of slip into that role and probably so much more relatable it's like, so much more mm -hmm. relatable because you you know everything about this character because it's from your mind yeah. um and so then that's really cool uh, to kind of like portray on stage because you can do whatever you want because this character is like it's yours mm -hmm. um, and I think something else really cool about Lovewell is that you can help create other characters yeah. and um, there's a lot of collaboration even with acting there's a lot of oh when we were in this writing room do you remember you said this one thing maybe bring that into this scene mm -hmm. um, and that's something that doesn't really happen in other theater spaces I mm. think um, because it's very much don't give notes to other people. Yeah, the actor's process is very exactly. internal. Yeah, and you, yeah. There's no time for that here. There's no time. There's no. There's no need for that. Like you should mm -hmm. be like encroaching on someone else's yeah. process. But I think that's one of the best things about Level is that we do that all the time. Yeah. And are really willing to accept that mm -hmm. and want to give that out to other people. Yeah, and I think Level makes great actors because when it's done right, it makes great listeners. And, yeah. and so many actors struggle with that yeah. when mm -hmm. that's like the most important thing an actor yeah. can do, right? Yeah. And, and a worker of any kind, right? Mm -hmm. Just to be able to listen to somebody else Definitely. and not like be thinking 10 moves ahead or not be thinking at all, mm -hmm. but to, to put your own blocks aside so you can actually listen to somebody. I think that that's yeah. Yeah. A, a valuable lesson that we learn. Um, and I think it was really fun. It's you know, as someone who was your, your staff member for a number <laughs> of years, it was always fun watching you two improve every year as well. That it's not just enough to come and yeah, we're having a great time, but we're also working on ourselves and working to improve ourselves, and that's part of the good time, right? Um, yeah. And I think it's really cool how you two both became great thinkers and great actors. I mean, you all always had fantastic characters, and you were always two people that you could look to when an idea was trying to be formed, and if like if you two got it, then we were probably on the right track. Yeah. And then that was always super beneficial, and it's hard to be engaged during those times when we're all mm -hmm. in a big group and we're just talking, and yeah. you know, when there's a million options and we have to settle on like one or two, it's so hard to keep focused during that, but um, I think that was a skill that you two did very well. Um, I'm gonna burp. <laughs> can you put that leave in that there? In. If I'll that's that not in there, I'm I can't tell you. <laughs> all my podcasting, there's always one take where like I just belch uncontrollably because I always drink bubble water before it like while I'm recording. And that's always... not in there. I'm gonna be really bad, Tyler. Right, deal. I'm gonna keep the burp. Um, so the two of you have a really uh, cool dynamic to your level experience that not everybody has. That both of your families are very involved in Lovewell as mm -hmm, well. Yeah. Uh, your parents have been great contributors to Lovewell. Your brothers, your sister has been a longtime Lovewell light as well. How does the, your family dynamic change your Lovewell experience? How does it enhance it? I think so. Like we said, my mom is Lori Oliver, um, <laughs> but so she was not the administrator when I first started Lovewell. She um, actually just volunteered. She was with Shelly a lot. She helped Shelly with what she needed. Um, I think she was there because she just loved to be with Shelly at times. <laughs> um, but then she became administrator and she started coming to Lovewell every day. And I think it helped my Lovewell process. It definitely enhanced it. It didn't harm it at all. Um, I loved seeing her every day. With her there, I got to go home afterwards and talk about what I was mm. doing, and she knew what I was talking about. It was definitely hard telling my brothers or my dad what was what I was doing throughout the day. They never really got it, mm -hmm. um, 
but my mom always did and always does, and that's what I love about her um, her actually having a huge role at Level Now. I love being able to talk to her about things, but <laughs> I like to talk about things that we now both know. And I think uh, my dad, he... Mr. Lovewell. Mr. Lovewell, Michael <laughs> Oliver. Um, he also loves Lovewell. He loves that my mom and I have that connection of Lovewell and have something to cherish. So he he's always willing to help. He's always willing to do stuff. And he, yeah, I think both my parents just have been have been great proponents in my Lovewell career, Mm -hmm. and I love that. Yeah, um, my mom, Lisa Hodes, um, and my dad, Sandy Hodes, um, (laughs) they're also very involved. Um, My mom helps Laurie and Shelley a lot. She does tickets at a lot of the shows. She's our newest board member, which is is very exciting. Wow, I didn't know that. that That's amazing. Um, Woot. I love that they're very involved in Lovewell. Like Adele said, it's great that I can talk to them about what's happening in the process. Um, and they're so excited about Lovewell. They're like I've never met two people who are like more into yeah. the process that yeah. are not involved in the yeah. process. Um, and that's really cool because they're so excited to hear everything that I want to tell them. Um, and they're they're so into the people and the whole process and the philosophies and the like everything about Mm -hmm. it um they just like could not be more proud that my sister and I are a part of this Mm -hmm. and that we have been for so long and that's really cool um to have that like entire support and this thing that um my family is just like so genuinely happy to be a part of yeah um and when I was younger I actually didn't like that my mom spent a lot of time around (laughs) because I didn't tell her about the shows Mm -hmm. and so um, I would get upset if she would be hanging around because she might hear something. You didn't want her to know. And I didn't want her to know. I kept it secret until the show. Um, but now that I'm on staff, it's really exciting because <laughs> I, I always wanted to tell her, but I was like, oh no, you have to, you have to wait and hear. But now that I'm on staff, I can tell her all the little details, yeah. um, and take her through the entire process. So I think that's also been exciting for her because it's the first time she's been able to hear it step by step. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And then what's it been like watching Katie grow as a love well? Oh. And then you got to do a love well with Katie, yeah. uh, your final one, as yeah. a student. So yeah. what's that experience like? It was really, really cool. I was not going to lie. I was nervous about it, and mm-hmm. she was also nervous about it. Um, but it ended up being really great for both of us. I think it made us a lot closer, actually. Mm. Um, and I just learned that I really respect her as mm. an artist and as like an adult Mm -hmm. um and I respect her as an actor and a writer and she's just an incredible writer yeah um and she's an incredible thinker Mm -hmm. and she's able to kind of like fix plot holes and fix like (laughs) holes in um in writing and in the process in a way that no one else really can yeah and that's something that I think really comes out at Lovewell and I was just like really excited to see that happen Mm -hmm. firsthand um and then also being on staff and seeing her as a student mm-hmm. was really cool because I would be like, oh, I don't really know what to do here. Let me ask my little sister. <laughs> and that was a really hard thing for me to do um, just in my brain. But I was like, this is so cool mm-hmm. that I'm able to do this and that she's really like grown into herself here. Yeah, I mean, how, how rare is it that two sisters could be so different but so incredibly valuable yeah. to this process mm-hmm. and to be your own totally individual people? I mean... That, that blows my mind. And I don't know, the, the pressure that both of you, but maybe more so Katie, had to deal with, mm-hmm. uh, that she just, it's like it's nothing. I mean, yeah. she, she is totally not in any shadows, and she's her own wonderful student as well. And she is all those things, and she keeps getting better as well, yeah, right? Yeah, it's so cool. I um, love it. 
I, I love those family dynamics because yeah. I think they are rare, but they're they're pretty important. Yeah, and wonderful. And I think Lovewell is a certain kind of family. We yeah. always say, and so bringing like an immediate family into that space too is just like really cool. Uh, so let's switch gears to the year of our Lord, twenty fourteen. <laughs> best year uh, of my life. The best Woo! year of everyone's life. <laughs> we started that summer, all three of us working on the Dragon of Drybrook. And then we went to the Meriwether Big Time, mm -hmm. the two most opposite shows <laughs> ever written. We have a gritty, realistic thriller yeah. mystery mm -hmm. in The Dragon of Drybrook. And then we have the incredibly silly and sweet Meriwether Big Time. Do you have any memories from The Dragon of Drybrook before we moved to uh, Meriwether? That was uh, the first time we had Dave Hamar here. I always think about that. Um, you guys had two very different characters than the ones you ended up playing in in Meriwether. Mm -hmm. um, we have a firefighter and a crazy cook. <laughs> yeah. In the Dragon of I don't know how to but before that. we get to Meriwether, um, <laughs> maybe talk to you a little bit about Dragon of Drybrook and some memories you guys have of that. Um, I one of my favorite memories is that uh, Jenna Flemons and I were um, these like wannabe firefighters, and that was such a good time just to like mm -hmm. spend the whole process with Jenna yeah. and the two of us actually wrote Dave's first song at Lovewell yep. it was just the three of us in the room and his guitar um, and we wrote this really silly cute firefighter song um, and it was so much fun and I'll just like always remember and hold that like really close to my heart that I was part of like Dave's first writing like yeah small writing group process. That song is so sweet and it still gets stuck in my head sometimes <laughs> and now it's in my head again. Yeah, I mean that, that that's a wonderful number and Jenna's the best, so it was great yeah. to have that time yeah. there, I'm sure. Well, thinking of that summer truly was one of my favorite Lovewell summers of all time. It's two fantastic yeah. processes it, it was and shows. So fun. It was, yeah, it was such a fun summer. It was also my last Lovewell summer, which mm -hmm. I didn't know at the time, but mm -hmm. I think it just made it all that much more special. Yeah. Um, I think the Dragon of Dry Book. The Dragon of Dry Brook uh, was super special. I think. It was one of our, because it was one of our last summers, my age students, we mm -hmm. were like some of the oldest students. Yeah. So I think that was super cool to kind of lead a process from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I kind of just remember that process of all of, there was a lot of us. Yeah. And I think we had a lot of obstacles when mm -hmm. we were writing in the sense that we couldn't figure out what we wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, I didn't write a realistic thriller like exactly. we did. I mean, it was and, a real challenge. And I think there were a lot of special moments in the show that kind of reflected the process yeah. in that sense. Like, there were moments that we were not thinking of until the end and mm. those cool uh, moments that you didn't expect to happen and that's kind of what the process was mm -hmm. like. So yeah. I think the show truly reflected the process in that sense. And I think one of my favorite memories was writing my Silly Cook tap dancing song <laughs> because if you haven't heard it, it's super silly. I can't Can even... Can you give us the Jambalaya lyric? If Do you remember that one? Because it was Jambalaya. It was the first line in the oh, song. It, it, it was oh, an Iger rhyme, wasn't great, it? Uh, a great jam choir. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a choir. <laughs> so, um, choir and jumble. Honestly, that was my love while peak. Uh, yeah, that was just so much fun to write. That show just looked awesome too. Ma yeah. Margie did such a great job. Yeah, Margie was great. She was wonderful, and I, I, I do love that show. Um, it's also called the Dragon of Drybrook, which is the most amazing show title name. Yeah, I remember maybe we ever. Fought 
for that title. Oh, I remember we were, when it yeah. came up when we. Yeah. There was also some intense Marcus choreography, which yeah, I was yes. not going to say. That was, that was, was very yeah. stressful. But we're here to talk about the Meriwether <laughs> Big Time. Um, where, the show of all shows. Yeah, we're, we will get to it where, where you two played the single. I guess the the two greatest level characters of all time, and I'm that's not up <laughs> to you. debate. It really is <laughs> not. The truth. Um, but before we get to talking about those characters, uh, talk to me about your memories of the Meriwether Big Time. What was that experience like for you all? That was my first time directing a show. Yeah. Uh, I think like any show ever, not even just a Lovewell show. Really? But I was director oh and script editor on oh, that. Oh yeah, I yes. do remember that. Oh, my with you guys. So uh, what Ooh. was that experience like for you all? Well, I <laughs> really remember Sammy because we were together the whole process. Yeah, we yes. were attached at the hip um, for this yeah, process. Yeah. So we kind of knew from the beginning that we were going to somewhat have our mm -hmm. roles combined in yeah. a sense. Um, and I think it was just silly. Like, yeah. that's what I remember from that summer is just, like, silliness and fun. And it was just, like, yeah. it, was, it was just, like, so goofy. You just didn't have to worry about <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah. I think it we goes back. We had a wacky cast it was, of characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a really funny yeah. group yeah. Of, of, like, new students, yeah. too. You know? And everyone could truly be who they wanted mm -hmm. to be in that yeah. show. And I think it goes back how we were talking about Lovewell is just the place to be yourself. <laughs> yeah. And there is no other place in this world that I'm as silly or as mm -hmm. I agree, whatever mm -hmm. I am than um, at Lovewell. So I think that show truly resembles that of being yeah. yourself um, throughout the process mm -hmm. and throughout the show. Because even throughout yeah. the process, we were just writing silly. We were yeah. being yeah. silly. The yeah. whole time, it was so much silliness. But I think that's why it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, and then... The yeah. show is yeah. what it was. And I think something about Lovewell is that it, like, celebrates difference. And mm -hmm. I think yeah. you definitely saw that in Meriwether Big Time because we worked so hard to make each of the characters really, like, stand Full, out. yeah. Yeah, and, like, have backstory yeah. and, mm -hmm. and special moments on stage. And I think that's what was really cool about the show was that it was just... Like all of us coming together to do yeah. this great creative masterpiece yeah. of a show. Everyone essentially got what they wanted yeah. in the sense exactly. that their roles, yeah. what they wanted to be in the script or in the song, mm -hmm. um, whatever it was. I think everyone was really happy at the end. Dylan had a great duo too. Magic. The magic act. The magic act. Yep. Everyone had great performances. <laughs> yeah. um, Jack and Becky were clowns. <laughs> Jack and Becky were spectacular, and then of course, <laughs> arguably the greatest first-time Lovewell character of all time, Garrett, as the Russian violinist. Oh, Garrett. Sweet Garrett's first Lovewell, the first of many fantastic Garrett characters. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I've always thought that uh, the first uh, act would make a great one act somewhere, mm -hmm. you know? Because it does have that full emotional yeah. arc as these people suddenly realize that this is their last mm -hmm. night performing. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Act 2 has so many great moments when they all come back together. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, let's talk about these characters, okay? <laughs> so you two uh, played a vaudeville act, and we learned a lot about the history of vaudeville while we were yeah. writing that mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, it was something I was very familiar with because it's something that I'm very passionate mm -hmm. about. Uh, good old-fashioned variety show. You'd, you'd pay into your nickel, and you'd go and you'd get to see a thousand different acts. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the closest we get to vaudeville today is sort of like America's Got Talent, yeah, yeah. right? And we talked a little bit about that, and 
We learned about uh, Gus and his singing duck. Do you remember that yes. act? Yes. Yeah, I remember we learned about that. We learned about some of the stunt performers mm -hmm. and some of the singers, the musicians, the actors, the the acrobats. And yeah. then, of course, we there was always a, ma a magician, and then there was a, usually a fortune teller. And, and that's where your two characters came in. Yes. Uh, can you tell us who these two characters were, and can you walk us through your experience creating those characters or bringing them to life? Yeah, it's actually funny because we couldn't think of characters. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, we For were a long time. So, yeah, yeah, long. We knew Longer that than we, usual. Yeah, we knew that we wanted to be together. And so we I, were thinking about yeah. like, we weightlifting, were, yes. like bodybuilders at yes. one point, <laughs> and figure it out. And it got to the point where staff would be like, what about this? And we were like, no. What about we knew this? what like, we no. wanted, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. didn't know. Um, and so then eventually what happened was... I was a fortune teller, and Adele was the head inside of the crystal ball. Amazing. I mean, what is better <laughs> than that? We have a fortune teller and... A real-life head. A real-life head <laughs> in a crystal yeah. ball. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, going. once we thought of the characters, <laughs> we were like, clicked. Like, yeah. we like this exactly, is it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we knew exactly how this. we wanted this song to be. I mm -hmm. think we had, like accents kind of for yeah. no um, but yeah from there it was just it was so easy from there yeah. um but and it was so fun <laughs> yeah it was so much fun just writing it Megan teaching us the choreography oh, in yeah. that in the cart yeah. I was in Adele was, was in this like I pushed this cart this in, the entire time and so Adele was inside underneath the cart and stuck her head through a hole in the top of the cart and we had a fishbowl yeah. over and her head. It was an amazing practical yeah, effect. Yeah, it was that, so that you, good. It took a while to build too. Yeah. I mean that was a hard one and yeah we had a cart that we draped up and we had that fishbowl yeah. inside and yeah and Adele not stuck her head in it. Not <laughs> to toot my own horn, but I think but one beep, of the beep. best. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best creative decisions I've ever made, or like in that show that yeah. I made, was telling Megan that I'm not going to be in the show until our act. Yep. Because I think that really yeah. made it yeah. that much better. The reveal. Great. Yeah. You, your head was covered. I mean, you, it was. You, you're ahead of, our, ahead of our time. Well, she uh, wanted was the name we of the were going to be in the opening number, and I'm yep. like, no, they can't yeah. see our act until the act. Yeah. And Sammy pushed out a cart. <laughs> Um, this is a podcast, so you can't picture this visual. You can watch this online also. Uh, yeah, but you pushed out this cart, and there was uh, obviously a crystal ball, but it was covered in a sheet, and then you revealed it, and then Adele just wide-eyed, <laughs> open-mouthed, and uh, it scared everybody, and it got a laugh right away. I mean, I you had everyone I around your finger. I think it was just so easy to be crazy because I couldn't yeah. see anyone. Like, yeah. my breath would fog <laughs> up the crystal ball. So, and there's a mic in there so I can be as loud and as crazy as I wanted with my facials without caring yeah. about anything. It was anything. so funny. I think it, it just really pushed us creatively yeah. because we also, a lot of our song, or not a lot of it, but all the dialogue in that song was improvised. Yeah. So mm -hmm. coming up with that yes yeah. crazy but um, we wouldn't tell fortunes without the audience actually giving us change yep. or pennies um so one night sammy literally i think took five full minutes to walk around <laughs> waiting for people waiting to, to give her change give coins, yeah. Well, yeah give her <laughs> coins and so in act one that was your act right your song yes. was your act yes. and yep. it was in the context of the show it's as if you're performing for the audience in the 1920s yeah, yeah. 
a year later, the the theater is no longer a vaudeville theater. It's a Nickelodeon. It's a movie yeah. theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the acts now work at the the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And so for a good portion of Act 2, we don't see you either. <laughs> but when you're eventually revealed once again, you two have a new job at the movie theater. And maybe you can tell us what that new job was. <laughs> so, um, I guess Sammy was the... What would you call that? <laughs> a popcorn, popcorn vendor. Yeah, yeah, a popcorn vendor. She worked at the concessions. Yes. Um, and then I only have a head, obviously. <laughs> She's, so, her entire character is just a head. Just a head. <laughs> yeah. So when I was revealed, it came to be that I was a head inside the popcorn machine. Which is So amazing. now the popcorn machine was kind of serving as that crystal ball for yeah. Sammy. Yeah, because um, the, the, the head has to exist somewhere. And yeah, so but I only It have was in head. a full functioning popcorn machine. <laughs> yeah, with Thinking back uh, to that process again and the, I know for the most part, you two worked closely with yourselves because yeah. you were a, a tight duo during mm-hmm. that. But um, who were the students during that session that really kind of inspired you? Uh, because it was such a wonderful group of people. And um, was there a student who was a motivating factor for you or did inspire you to um, think differently about, about things. During that process, mm-hmm. I remember I was very gung-ho. Well, we were both gung-ho mm-hmm. about writing a prehistoric musical. Yeah, Which dinosaurs. will happen one day. <laughs> I, the world's not a first part of it, ever musical. It's the greatest but idea I've for I've heard ever. rumors so that cool. it's trying to be written. And if I'm not a part of it, I'm going this summer, to be this summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were kind of wanting a prehistoric musical. And then, um, a great student, Eliana, kind of said vaudeville, which inspired the whole cast. Mm-hmm. Um, even Sammy and I, who only wanted to write a prehistoric musical. Um, so she had said vaudeville in one of our writing circles. And um, I think that clicked for everyone. And everyone kind of, from then on there, thought of a variety show. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what sparked everything. Mm-hmm. So I think she truly inspired us in that sense. She was also a new student, so yeah. kind of having yeah. that feel of a lot of new so students smart. there. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. yeah, and they kind of, new students come into Lovewell. Um, all these new ideas. With all yeah. these new yeah. ideas. Yeah. Excitement. Not knowing how the process works kind of works for them. Yeah. Because yeah. they can kind of do whatever they want creatively. Yeah. Um, and most of the time it's better to do more than not enough. Yeah. So I think it's super cool when new students are there and are the ones to kind of run the process in that sense. Another student who really inspired me was Dakota because she came up with this character of a ventriloquist. Yes. And um, (laughs) the puppet Brett Chen. Yeah, which is the real reason I brought you here was to talk about Brett Chen. (laughs) That was literally my next question, but continue. (laughs) It was your old puppet, right? Yeah. Okay, and so Brett Chen kind of became the mascot of the summer, right? Yeah, Yeah, this this ugly little dummy. (laughs) He he became so, like important to all of us. Like, we and had to write as big of a role for him yes. as any of us. He had yeah. a bio in the program. He did. He had a, a, headshot. Picture, a headshot in the in the program. He sat with us at lunch. Yep. He was he was a real deal. He had student. a dance. We, in the <gasps> second act, during the telephone song, we danced for Brett Chen. So I the think t- that was my I was, favorite <laughs> moment. I, was, I think I was holding his arms and Adele was his legs. <laughs> and they did the, he did the full choreography. He did the full dance yeah, with a mini a telephone. Puppet. A puppet yep. did the... If a puppet can dance, <laughs> you, you can, can do, do anything. anything. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, it's one of her best characters. I mean, she, yeah. everyone had everyone such had good their characters. Everyone had their best characters. Yeah. And it's really, show. I think that's because of the, the subject matter, right? Yeah. It's, it's something where we so clearly see characters and we all kind of picked stereotypical characters, but mm -hmm. then made them real yeah. and, and have great arcs. And we made, mm -hmm. we found this great emotion in those characters. And, um, I was glad yeah. that Brett Chen was able to be a part of it. Yeah. Named after a kid who used to bully me in elementary school. Yeah. Oh, no. You're out there, Brett Chen. <laughs> I didn't forget. <laughs> You're going down. And I think that's something that was so fun about that show was that everyone was just like, I want to do this. And we were like, we'll make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll figure it away. Um, when we said we wanted to be like the fortune tellers, we were like, okay. You know, like there was no yeah. question about mm -hmm. whether your head could fit into a crystal ball. We were like, we'll make it happen. Did. Um, and it did. <laughs> and, it, and it worked. Shifting gears completely again. <laughs> uh, what's one way that you use love well every day of your lives? Okay, yeah. Um, the the main way I would say I use love well every day, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but it goes back to just how to treat people. Mm. Um, uh, I think love well has taught me so much in that sense. <laughs> um, everyone's so unique. Look for the best in people. Empower people. Don't put them down. Mm. I think it just mm -hmm. goes in your everyday um just your mentality and how to treat people. And I think that's the biggest gift in that sense that Level has given me. I mean, besides all the special moments and all the special friendships and bonds I've made, yeah. and besides, like, the creative wise of Lovewell, um, I think just how to treat people and how to go about everyday life mm. um, is the most important thing that Lovewell has taught me. Similarly, uh, the affirmations as well. I have them in my dorm room at school and in my... Um, in my room at home, and they've been there since I started Lovewell. Um, I, I told this story to the juniors uh, last, ses last session. Um, when I was, I must have been like 13 or something, and I was writing a paper for school, and I was very stressed, and I didn't know what to do, and so I wrote all my needs in pencil all over my home desk, um, and it's still there today, <laughs> and I never erased it, and yeah. whenever I was like working in high school or something, and I was getting stuck, I would see that little me had written that and I was like it's gonna be okay like I can do this um, I'm capable of doing this and I think that's something that I still carry with me today and that goes along with trusting the process and I think that's a phrase that I use a lot in my life mm. um, is that things will work out yeah. and that I know what I'm doing and it's kind of a way for me to ground myself and center myself and reassure myself that um, I'm capable of doing whatever task that I'm trying to accomplish mm. um and that I should trust those around me and yeah. and my idea of like mm -hmm. how it's going to get done and that I I'm capable of doing it yeah. um and I think that's something that I also try to um not instill in other people mm. but try to talk to other people about yeah. I guess make them understand yeah. sort of you yeah. get to be a model of it right exactly yeah. people yeah. follow model behavior yeah mm -hmm. I think self-reflection is also super important which I mean the affirmations kind of are in that mm. sense. Um, but just reflecting on yourself every day, whether it be, did I handle that correctly? Mm -hmm. Did I talk to that person in the nicest way possible? Whatever it yeah. is, I think self-reflection is huge. We're doing it constantly. We're thinking mm -hmm. about our actions. And I think that's a great thing that affirmations do, as well as, I mean, the level process just reassures you of that as well. Last question. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to end these interviews when we're together as a group. Give us one recommendation for our listeners. Maybe um, 
some music that you're into right now, a movie that you like a lot, a TV show, a podcast that you're into, uh, some bit of art or culture. It could be, you know, the NBA finals right now. But uh, if you can leave the listeners with one recommendation, something that they should check out, what would that be? Um, I have something. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I've been, since going to college, I've been very interested in art and activism mm. um, and art and social change. And there is this um, program called the Philadelphia Mural Arts Project, okay. um, which is basically um, a program that creates um, thousands of murals throughout the city of Philadelphia to mm. revitalize the city and also helps um, with like social projects and things like that. So go check it out. Look them up. It's really cool. They have incredible programs um, for destigmatizing uh, mental health mm. and um, helping uh, release convicts and reuniting families and things like that. And just the idea of like being aware of art and activism in your community and and what's going on with that, I think, is really cool. Nice. I don't know how to top, top that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, a comment is to be open because mm. a lot of things that I've enjoyed recently have mm -hmm. been things that I would have never actually indulged in or participated mm -hmm. in unless I someone told me and I actually sat through the first few episodes or the first few songs mm. until I really started enjoying it. Can you um, give one example? Yeah, Game of Thrones, for sure. Yes. I never was interested. Never. I was like, this is awful. This show is so bad. <laughs> so much violence. Um, so inappropriate. Whatever it was. And then... I mean, it just took, like, multiple people to tell me, just sit down and start watching it. Yeah. Um, and now I'm obsessed. I'm only on the second season. It's it's coming. But um, <laughs> uh, slowly but surely, I'm watching Game of Thrones. Nice. It's really good. Uh, anything you want to end the show with? Thank you so much, Tyler. Thank <laughs> you so Tyler. much, fun. Thank you both You're very much. You're the best. Um, we, we love, 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 love. love. <laughs> Oh man, you two always on the same page. Uh, One mind, am I right? <laughs> keep an eye out for One these mind. two this summer. Get it? Lovell Junior Session One. They'll be on staff. They'll be um, you know kicking butts and taking names. Sam, you'll be here all summer, and uh, it's gonna be a great time. Thank you both very very much for joining Thank us. Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Adele and Sammy, for that wonderful trip down memory lane. Ooh, the show is about to begin. All right now, please no talking during the show. Unwrap any hard candies now and take as many pictures as you'd like because the actors are at places and the curtain is rising for The Merryweather Big Time, an original musical. Woo!
as the Merryweather Big Time proudly presents the Razzling, the Dazzling, Doohickey and Dilly! That's Dilly and Doohickey! Whatever! <laughs> now for a magical spectacle of mythical proportions, I am the amazing Dilly, 
And this is my assistant, Doohickey. No, I'm the amazing and talented Doohickey. And this is my assistant, Dilly. Now follow me through a world of mystery and illusion as I show you why I, Dilly, am the greatest magician of all time. Hold your horses there, Dilly. We all know I, Doohickey, am the main attraction. Dilly! Doohickey! Dilly! Doohickey! Just start already! Whoa! Whoa! Now prepare to be amazed by this unbelievable feat. May I please have a volunteer from the audience? Thank you, woman who I've never met before. <laughs> now please pick a card, any card. Was your card the queen of hearts? No. <laughs> oh, well, what was it? The six of diamonds. I was very close. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I'm the ace of spades and you're the joker. In this pair, you're mediocre. There's no competition, I'm the real magician. I've got tricks you'll never do. Next to me, you're nothing but a number two. Disappearing. Oh, you're still here, that's good too. Next to me, you're nothing but a number two. And now for my final trick. My assistant fire has gone straight at my head. And I will defy death by catching the bullet in my teeth. A kill! Amazing! Magic! <laughs> now for my final trick, I will create Fire. Later. <laughs> Thank you, folks, and there you have it. We all know who's best at magic. I'm here for my assistant. I'm here for my assistant. Don't be so persistent. The talent's non-existent. I've got tricks you'll never do. Next to me, you're nothing but a number. Next to me, you're nothing but a number. Next to me, you're nothing but a number. Virginia Merriweather. 
talking to me? You talking to him? Who are you talking to? How many youth, Bozo? Who are you calling Bozo? She's over there. I'm Otis the Clown. This place has turned into a complete loony bin. Where can I find Miss Merriweather? We'll show you. Put a sock in it for a can. I'll show her. You're supposed to be my sidekick. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not so sure. <laughs> Just follow us. <laughs> hey, wasn't that what's your name from the pictures? Oh, yeah, that's Maggie Ann Mattis. What's she doing backstage? She used to headline the Merriweather Big Time back in the day. She was the first act my sister and I saw when we first rolled into town all those years ago. Remember Ethel? Of course, Meryl. But I don't remember her being all that good. She couldn't wait until after the show? No need to get all punch drunk. She's probably just stopping in to say hello. I'm just saying she left. She ought to know better than come back here during a performance. We don't allow visitors. You know that. It doesn't bother me none. Besides, I thought she was a real humdinger in the last picture, Everybody's Woman. I do wonder why she's here, though. I'll just focus on the show, you do. <laughs> They're fine, just a little underwhelmed with the crowd today. How many? Not enough. Not as it used to be. In Russia, I performed for one man. He was sad and he never quit, but I do show anyway and don't complain. Oh, you're from Russia. Duh, from a small Dimitri, field. we know you're from Russia. You never shut your trap about it. <laughs> I remember when it was standing room only. And you can hear the hum of the crowd from the dressing rooms. Nights were packed and the crowds would roar. Every show they were lining up at the door. Now it all seems to fade away. Now the crowd seems to dwindle day by day. Tonight, but that's nothing to get hung up about. 
Don't hold us long for the last. Plant your feet and just focus on delivery. We got this. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for some side-splitting laughter as the Merryweather Big Time proudly presents the Cackling Con Queso Cousins. You want to know something? I do not want to know something. I almost got smacked by one of those newfangled automobiles on the way to the show tonight. Get out of town. Okay, see you later. Oh, you Weisenheimer! I'm serious, I tell you. I miss the days when all we had to worry about was getting jumped by a horse. What do you mean you miss the days? At least I can smell the horse coming around the corner. Well, speaking of horses, did you hear who won the Kentucky Derby the other day? You mean they're still doing that? Yes, a horse by the name of Dunrail won it all. Dunrail? Hey, there's kids in the audience. No, Dunrail! Dunrail? We haven't even started yet. Dunrail, you dingbat! <laughs> I'm not getting it. Spell for me. D-O-N-E-Rail. Dunrail. Oh, I get it. What was that horse's mother thinking? I don't know what any of these horses' mothers were thinking. Here, I got a whole list for you. <laughs> Worth. How much? About 50 cents. Here you go. Thanks. You're welcome. Around the world. Give me some nice and breeze. Bula Bula. I'm not so hungry, I only want one. <laughs> assault. And I prefer pepper. Not assault, assault, huh? Like this.
that Meriwether's taking the show out of town. <laughs> hey, we did great tonight. Yeah, the crowd really ate up the Kentucky Derby bitch. What's going on? We don't know. Hey, wait, hold your horses now. Why make such a fuss? Nobody knows what the future may hold. Ladies and gentlemen, my husband and I will now be taking the stage at the Meriwether Big Time. We now proudly present Domestic Bliss and the Boxing Sisters. Husbands of mine, 
how glad you are here For the ten thousandth time I'll tell you just how much you mean to me And it seems too good to be true Cause life is a drag without you the Meriwether big time. We're a team. Teams stick together. Yeah, but if someone wants to skedaddle, you can't force them to stay. Teams change all the time. That's bull. We're paid to paint our faces and put on a show. Emilio, I should tell you something. At that time, Ida got the brilliant idea to jump her horse off a 60-foot diving board into a pool of water twice in one day. My sister Ida Meriwether. What a woman. Wow, seven years is a long time ago. And you haven't aged a day. Oh, nonsense. Maggie, I saw you in Everybody's Woman, and you were dazzling. Well, I suppose that's why they call it stardom. I suppose. So how are things going at the old Merryweather big time? Hey, what you doing? Oh, just moving things around. Why is that? Oh, just needed the change. Speaking of change, hey Skip, what's eating you? You've been kind of distant lately. What do you mean? It's just you've been walking around like you've got the moon in your eyes. Bertrand? Bertrand, you in here? Yeah, I'm over here. There you are. <laughs> uh, everything all day in here? I don't know. Tensions seem kind of high. Cannon, you're nickeling down on my patience. Rihanna, what were you trying to tell me? These past few months had me thinking. With the numbers of with the number of shows getting fewer and the crowds getting smaller, 
Maybe I don't want to do this act for the rest of my life. Maybe I want something more than vaudeville. What do you mean you want something more than vaudeville? What's more than vaudeville? This is the big time. We get to perform under the lights. And also, what would I do without you? No one wants to see one clown. That's just scary. It's sad. I knew I shouldn't have told you. To be honest, things aren't going so great around here. I just don't know how much longer we can keep the doors open with such a small crowd. I told you seven years ago and I'll tell you again. There's just no more money in vaudeville. I'd hate to close the show, but sometimes I wonder. Close the show? That's bunk, Miss Merriweather. What do you think? Oh. Who is your friend? She's Kate, the writer for the Conqueso Cousins bit. Just the woman I wanted to meet. Kathy! It's Kate. Let me let you in on a little secret, darling. There's technology coming to put sound into these motion pictures. Sound in the movies? You must be batty. I wasn't born yesterday. Darling, it's coming. And when it does, I want your joke to be the first thing the nation hears. When I was little, I had this bird named Tommy. But you see, my family kept him cooped up in a cage all day, and he'd always just squawk and cry, and a few short years later, he passed away. I always believed he passed away because he didn't have any freedom. I don't understand, Skip. What are you trying to tell me? Ethel, I don't want to be Tommy. Are you leaving me? No, Ethel, I'm not leaving you. I'm leaving this. The show. What? The rumors were true? Why? If I stay here, I'll be just like Tommy, never getting to see the world or what it's got to offer me. I don't want to be in just one city. I want to be in every city. I can do that with film, Ethel. Uh, my line's not in here, is she? Oh, I sure hope there's not a lion in here. In Russia, we are trained to smell conflict from 300 meters away. <laughs> How do you survive? I smell conflict from dressing rooms. I hope none of you have rifle. What is pro? Yon's got cow fever. She's singing about skipping town. You leave? Where you go? What you do? I don't know. Haven't thought this all through yet. Hoping you guys would help not just jump down my throat. Well, I mean, it's not like we I have anywhere to go. Me and Brett ran away from home. There's no way we're going back there. I have no choice. Cannot go home. <laughs> Why can't you go back home? It was, uh, how you say, run out of country. <laughs> Why is that? I was accused of having affair with Star's wife. This was never proven, but it was true, so I left. <laughs> join a circus or work at a zoo. You've heard the stories. They treat animals horribly. At least here, they're safe. Says the person that lost the lion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everyone deserves second chances and so do you. You just haven't thought about it hard enough yet. So that's what you came here for, Maggie? To steal my acts and take them to Hollywood? You used to be so humble, even as a headliner. What happened? Reality happened. It's going to happen to you if you don't get some flickers in here. Flickers? Some of my people would like to open like a lorry in the area, and what better place than here? Anywhere, any place but here, Miss Mary. Please! Let the women with the big paychecks talk. I think you've said enough, Maggie. It's time to stop pretending, Virginia. Vaudeville is dying, and I don't want you going down with it. Film? Yeah, I'm getting on a train tonight and heading to Hollywood. I'm gonna try my hand at being a star. I love you, and I want you to come with me. Come with you? Skip, have you gone, Daddy? 
Times are changing, Ethel, and so should we. What do you say? I can't leave my sister, Skip. This is my whole life. What I love. Don't you love me? Well, yeah, but this is where the real magic happens. Where I feel alive. I can't leave my home, Skip. I'm sorry. Привет, Mill. Hey, Mill. You've been here a long time. You think you'll be dancing forever? I hope so. It's not like I have many other options. You're an excellent burlesque dancer. You could dance anywhere. Why do you choose vaudeville? This is home. It's where I want to be. Sure, it's probably not the most ideal setup. But it's more than good enough for me. Besides, it's not like I can go back to Riverside, Iowa. They ran me out of town. Mill's right. This is where we all belong. We're a family. I don't know. This it, It's so hard, but don't think this is easy for me. It's not. Ladies and gentlemen, be careful what you wish for and prepare for a thrilling look into the future as the Meriwether Big Time proudly presents Madam Franny and her all-seeing crystal ball. Step right up, don't be shy, stars will align for you. We can look into that ether and show you what you will do.
Ladies and gentlemen, there are not enough tissues in Chicago for the act that's about to follow. 
Only a man from Russia can play the violin as achingly beautiful as he can. Straight from the Tsar's palace, the Meriwether Big Time proudly presents Dmitry Eagleslav Petrikov and his crying violin. slight uh, change in tonight's program. Now, we have our most haunting act. Knives won't penetrate his skin. Poison won't stop his heart. Bullets bounce right off of him harmlessly. The Meriwether Big Time proudly presents the indestructible man. Punch me in the gut, stab me with a knife, I've never felt a thing. I could 
sleep on beds of needles, walk on burning coals, still I would feel the same. But now losing them is like losing a part of myself. Leaving us collecting dust on this empty shelf. hope you enjoyed Act 1 of the Merryweather Big Time. For tonight's brief intermission, we'd like to remind you of some exciting things happening in the Lovewell community. Our season of Lovewell workshops has officially begun! There are still spots available in our July workshops, but space is filling up very quickly. You can still head to www.lovewell.org and click apply to book your spot now. Our online merch store is already off to a hot start with the latest Lovewell gear and designs flying off the digital shelves. Head on over to lovewell.threadless.com to check out our store and to get some of that sweet, sweet new merch. 
we'll be hosting Design of the Month contests every month to add new designs to our store. Your June Design of the Month comes courtesy of Toby Waldron. That's two designs of the month in a row for Toby. It's an excellent design. So be sure to stop in and check it out. As always, we'll be posting new episodes of Listen Well, a Love Well podcast, on the first Thursday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. We'll be releasing some special bonus content throughout our Love Well summer, so keep an eye out for more information. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, cool, but we're also available on iTunes, where you can leave a rating and a review. We need those ratings and those reviews. Please, it's... It's just, it's so important to have those. Please, leave a rating and a review. If you like the show, let us know. Oh, the lights just flickered. It's time to get back to the show. Now, please enjoy Act 2 of The Merryweather Big Time. Times may be tough You down on your luck and wondering how you got helplessly stuck on a dinner date that's meant for two.
who left for Hollywood. It's been a hard year for all of us. Gretchen hasn't spoken a word since Danny left. Hey, what's with that part I just blasted these for? We're out of popcorn! You couldn't see that coming? Turning you into a popcorn machine was a <laughs> All this salt and butter in my eyes is making it impossible to do my readings. Come with me, we'll get some more corn for popping. <laughs> so who would you rather have on your team? Babe Ruth or Ty Cobb? Hey, Ruth. Really? He's just a rookie. There's no way he's ever going to be any good at baseball. You're talking baseball? What do you care, you Russian bug? In Russia, we have similar games. Only instead of bull, we use melon. And instead of, uh, how you say, wood stick? Bat? Do you mean to say bat? Da, bat. Only instead of bat, we use arm. It's called melon arm, invented by a man named Scrubs. Not just from the South. Sounds like you're all over there. Not as crazy as picking Babe Ruth over Ty Cobb. You still want to give that new restaurant Illumina a try for dinner tonight? I'm fine with anything as long as I'm dining with you. All right, everyone, gather around. I've got some news to share. This is the last time any of us will be getting booed off the stage. You're putting Dimitri on security? I can do this. <laughs> Not exactly. We're cutting all remaining life I think it's best if we just play flickers from here on out. What do you mean? What are we supposed to do? I can always teach you how to run the projector. We've got another movie in 20 minutes. Everyone gets to work. of the entertainment industry under one roof, and they're all here to celebrate our new movie. It's been a year, and I'm still not used to being around all these celebrities. I am. I was meant to be here at this party. Look over there. Who's that with the bobbed haircut? That's Louise Brooks. She's young, but they say she could be a big star someday. She looks like she could be big time one day. Yeah. All haircut, no talent. I'm not too worried. Hey, Skip, I don't know how I'll ever be able to thank you for convincing me to come out here. I feel like I was always supposed to be a stuntman. Yeah, I mean, look around. We've been working on a movie for the past six months, and everyone is here to support it. This must be what they mean when they say, making it in Hollywood. The performance is going to be a smash. I just know it. And this is only the beginning. 
Who knows what you'll do in the future? Oh boy, the future. My berries are rast. <laughs> I got a big paycheck and I took it straight to the bank. I'm a leading lady, everybody wants to know what's happening. When I'm walking down the street with my co-star Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> a full feature film starring me. There's no place I'd rather be than person try to stab me <laughs> and from that moment on I knew I was living the dream went to an audition the director said he had to have me play the main role and they came from the silver screens I did the screens Anything I can do to help? You can finish sleeping, Charlie. 
Uh, what are you two doing? You're supposed to be at the front of the house. Who's gonna take tickets? No one showed up, again. We haven't had a full house in nearly a month. Don't you hear that crying violin? As long as Dimitri is doing his job, you do yours. Now, scram!
trying to make this five-course dinner appear out of my hat. No. I'm trying to make this five-course dinner appear out of my hat. Will you two just cut it out? Your bickering is worse than anyone's finding a job out here. What do you mean, none of us? I have a job at a pet store. I pay for all of our rent. Wait. Just give me one second. One five-course dinner coming right. Ta-da! <laughs> you are the worst magician! That's what I've been trying to tell you people. Like you're any better. Will you two crackpots just stop fooling around so we can make dinner, real dinner, not the ones that come out of the hat? I'll get the oven ready and see what we even have left to eat. Hey guys, um, where'd Zach go? He took a phone call. From who? <sighs> that was just our friend Zach, the Merryweather Nickelodeon. I'll never get used to a curious combat. Well, what's going on? I mean, what they want? They were just, you know, checking in, seeing how we were doing. And what'd you tell them? The truth. That we're all one skipped paycheck away from being homeless? No. <laughs> I told them the truth as they needed to hear it. That we all have great jobs, are performing every night, making tons of money, and that we're happy. They don't need to know that we are unhappy. So how are they doing? Not so swell themselves. Apparently, the flickers have completely taken over. There's no one performing. And yet, audiences still aren't coming. Who isn't miserable these days? Well, at least they're home. At least they have each other. We still have each other, too. It's still different. Uh, it's like Hollywood chewed us up and spit us out. Thought that I could make it.
What's that? I read the news there's a new Flickr premiere party called called the Performers. The Performers? Yeah, it's about a group of Vava performers. Kate and no, Maggie and Skip started. Kate wrote it. Your old writer? Yes, I think she can help us. How? Just trust me on this one. Well, sounds good to me. It's better than sitting around here like a bunch of blinos. Come on, Sally, we're taking the trolling into town. Let's go. celebrating your work. But still. This has got to be better than getting beat up by your sister on stage. It isn't. Well, it sure beats getting stabbed every night. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, don't, like, ever having to work so hard at a cast party. What do you mean? No one in there is having a good time. They're all just auditioning, trying to get ahead. They were laughing at all my jokes in there, but I don't think they thought they were funny. I couldn't get this one actor to stop doing his monologue for me. Oh, so wait, is that why somebody handed me their screenplay? Doesn't this all just seem fake to you? I guess I never stopped to think about it like that. Let's just go get dinner. There's a trolley that should be here soon. Sally, is that you? Look, Kate. Good to see you, Zach. What have you been up to these days? You know, I've been around. I've recently booked a gig with the uh, big motion picture down the pipe. Line. You are ridiculous. Stop telling people we are doing better than we are. How much longer do you think we convince people that we aren't even editing? Let go, that's my sandwich. What? What's going on? Well, a bunch of us are living on a, an apartment on the other side of town. We're auditioning, but there's no work for any of us. And there are other ones struggling too. What do you mean? I got a call from Virginia back at the Meriwether Nickelodeon. Oof, don't call it that. Okay. Well, I got a call back from Virginia in Chicago, <laughs> and apparently they're not doing any better than we are. Are people not coming in to see the pictures? No, and they're worse off than before we left. That's horrible, but why are you telling us this? There's nothing you can do. Actually, there is. You see, it was Sally's idea, but we read in the, in the paper that you all were producing a new flicker about vaudeville performers? Yeah, it's even called The Performers. <laughs> right. So Sally had the idea that maybe it'd be beneficial for all of us to premiere it somewhere rich in the vaudeville history? So where's that? The Meriwether Big Time! Wait, you're a step ahead of me here. What? Perfect I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're suggesting we premiere at the performers back at our old theater in Chicago. Exactly. I don't know. Is that even allowed? They've been working on the premiere for weeks now. If one thing goes wrong, we could all be ruined. Look, they called us for help, and it was our only idea. Maybe it's not the best idea, but we owe it to them to at least try. It's way too risky. We could all be ruined. But wouldn't it be great to go back home? Just for a bit? It'll take a few calls and a whole lot of work, but we can do
You've a sold out house tonight, so expect a big rush. Everyone needs to do the work they've been assigned. This has to go well tonight. Our lives depend on it. I couldn't be more serious. Dimitri, get that violin going. Let's go, people. She's right, you know. We go back a long way, so I'm doing you a favor here. But don't make me regret this. Are you kidding me? The pressure's all on you. I've never seen a exaggerated just a little bit on the phone. Mm -hmm. You couldn't come up with a better fake title? <laughs> Please, I'm just happy the shenanigans are over. The only okay. the only title I could think of for a sequel to Let Go Last Massage was How Did It Taste? <laughs> uh, you know, I've been, uh, I've been thinking this husband and wife thing doesn't really work. Um, we're interested in different things. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could be great friends. Friends, eh? <laughs> yeah, friends. Your mother is gonna be so happy. Crime, <laughs> getting your premonition! You sure you haven't just been in there too long? It's merging! It's merging! Put the temperature down in there. Wait! What did the baby corn say to the mother corn?
There are things in life that are hard to let go You do your best to forget what you know Some days are easy and you think you've moved on Then you remember He's gone Every day you put up the same facade Knowing all along that you're a fraud Nothing stays the same We know that by now it will get better Dreams get in the way. The picture perfect future is lost in yesterday. We can write a brand new story and decide how it will be. Mistakes will happen now and then. We'll have to wait and see. If I knew you. So hurt I would have tried To change the way I chose to say goodbye But I can't pretend to regret the choice I made I wanted you with me But you stayed The reason I came back was to amend had feelings that I couldn't comprehend. And even though tomorrow isn't clear, we didn't talk before, but now we're here. And I knew where we were going, but my dreams got in the way. That picture-perfect future was lost in yesterday we can write a brand new story and decide how it will be mistakes may happen now and then we'll have to wait and see i know it isn't easy and i know problem we must face or yet it could be something to embrace beyond this room's a problem we must face or yet it could be something to embrace you think you know where you're going but your dreams get in the way That picture-perfect future Is lost in yesterday We can write a brand new story And decide how it will be Mistakes will happen now and then We'll have to wait and see I thought you'd be watching the flicker. Look, Ethel, I'm sorry. 
If you want, I can let you two talk. No. We've got a picture to watch. After? We can talk. I'd like that.
you perform. Now it's time for you to see my act. <laughs> for joining us for tonight's episode of Listen Well, a Lovewell podcast. Special thanks again to Adele and Sammy for joining us at Lovewell HQ and for their great interview. Be sure to subscribe and we will see you all across the globe this summer as we create more new musicals than You've Got Toes. Until then, this is Tyler Grimes reminding you to listen well, create well, love well. Good night. (laughs) 